Welcome to Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. And today we are going to be covering minute number 66, uh, which goes from one hour and five minutes to one hour, five minutes and 59 on the clock. Um, in this minute, uh, Mark is waiting along with Christy and Wado for the arrival of Sean Parker. Um, you know, uh, but that's the end of the minute at the very start of the minute. Uh, we have the the concluding half of Aaron Sorkin's cameo. Um, you know, uh, Mark is making a weird noise as he was in the previous minute, and um, we cut then from to from that to the deposition, where of course Eduardo says that Mark was very excited for one meeting, um, not you know these meetings with boring executives, but more the meetings with um, you know Sean Parker. Um, and for the rest of this week, we are pretty much going to be, um, you know, embracing the Seanathon. Uh, but for the moment, we have to get past this little cameo, uh, which I started talking about last week. But let's conclude talking about it today with Tyler Boudreaux. Hello, Tyler. Hi, I'm Tyler. It's nice to meet meet you, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like this is, um, I think you weren't, you weren't even aware that this was Aaron Sorkin um, just before we we spoke briefly before we started recording. Yeah, it was it was and neat. I was I was yeah. I was gonna. I was wondering, hmm, who is this handsome man? <laughs> yeah, who gets who gets such a prominent like uh, placement in the film? Like, uh, like I said last week, like this scene with you know the executive. Um, this is really kind of like the only the only thing. Like later on in the film, you know, Eduardo will get angry when he arrives. You know, damp from the airport. <laughs> uh, because he's been out there trying to sell ads, you know, on Facebook, which I, I don't know. I always find this films, you know, quite quite quaint. The fact that they were kind of fighting so hard against putting ads on Facebook when every other status update in my feed these days is an advert for something. Yeah, um, I mean, so, I feel like we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of nice that that's that's kind of there. And obviously, in the previous, in the you know, Eduardo was in the middle of making this this speech about how many schools they're in, how many members they've got. Uh, again, we get like a nice little marker because, you know, previously we'd, we'd known that they had like, you know, uh, when they started off, they got 650 people like in the first day. And then we kind of knew when they had 10,000. Now they're at 75,000. So it still shows you how quite early on they are. And as as discussed last week, you know, 91% of people, you know, will who try it once will come back. So obviously that was the big selling point of Facebook when it started off was um, what is, I you know, unfortunately called in the business stickiness. Um, you know, the fact that people stick around on a site is something that kind of sells it to advertisers. Um, and this executive, uh, like you say, a super handsome guy um, <laughs> sitting there in his chair is like, you know, he, he's being distracted because Mark is making a weird noise. Um, he's, you know, comp- like st- hit the level of kind of like uninterested, like, I don't know. I just love the way Jesse Eisenberg does this of being like so completely bored and annoyed and just everything just in this simple kind of noise that he keeps making, uh, which I don't think I can kind of recreate myself, but it's just like oh, a, like a pop. I think I figured it out. Does. Okay. Um, go for uh, it. Trigger warning for people who don't like mouth sounds and podcasts. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ah, there we go. It, it, like you're hitting the roof of your mouth with your tongue, something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, but like the very back um, of my tongue. Oh, there we go. This was, and of course... It's different from than this. This is the just the tongue click, which is... But it's with... with oh, the, yes, yes, yeah. With the back, oh. it's... Okay, <laughs> we're going to stop Ah, uh, see, now, I, I think I think I can do the... I think I can just do the front one, but not the one at the back, because uh, I have tried. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, this is where we get a discussion between the writer and the star, where, you know, he says... You know, what is that sound you're making? Is it like a tisk? 
And I kind of like how oh, the, he's like, no, it wasn't a There's a, a meta tisk. aspect to it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's more like a glottal stop. And and then he says, almost a gag reflex. <laughs> and and I, 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 love, I love Aaron Sorkin's kind of like, you know, he takes a beat and he just kind of goes, guys, what is this? Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a fun little appearance from Aaron Sorkin. Um, you know, the first time I saw Aaron Sorkin, um, you know, as an actor was actually in, he appears, despite the fact he was fired from it, he <laughs> appears in the final ever episodes of the West Wing at the inauguration of, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen the end of the West Wing, Matthew Santos as president. And he's in the audience just sitting to the side uh, at the, of the, the fake kind of... And if you, like, if you don't know who or, or, you know, what Aaron Sorkin looks like, then it's just this guy sitting in the crowd. But, you know, that was kind of like him just making a, a kind of a little appearance, maybe an endorsement of, you know, maybe the, the final season, probably not seasons five and six of, of The West Wing. Um, and so here he is, you know, um, having this cameo. Apparently this was kind of David Fincher's suggestion. Um, Aaron Sorkin, you know, obviously he'd been closely involved, um, you know, with David Fincher when he was writing this script. Um, and he was on set for, you know, not every day, but he was on set enough, you know, just to kind of, uh, you know, if they had any questions, uh, famously before they started doing the film, uh, Aaron Sorkin, because the script was so long, um, you know, and testament to that, the fact that we're only, you know, an hour and five in, but we're 96 pages in the script. So <laughs> if, you know, uh, the, you know, a page a minute on a script, we would be near the end of this film if, if you know, they, they were keeping this pace up. So, you know, Aaron Sorkin is roughly like 40 pages ahead of where we are on screen. Um, and one of the one of the kind of things that executives had trouble with was like this script, you know, this film's going to be like three hours long if they follow the you know page. Uh, you know, page a minute on the script. And Aaron Sorkin said, no, it isn't. And to prove it, him and David Fincher read the script from beginning to end and recorded it. And so every scene had to match the pace that it was recorded at when um, Aaron Sorkin read it the first time. And, you know, apparently David Fincher had then kind of kept Aaron Sorkin around for, you know, some of the, the filming, um, you know, partially because they had to kind you know, like if they had to rewrite a line, it had to kind of keep, keep the same pace that they had. So... Aaron Sorkin was kind of kept around. Famously, he directed like um, when you see the the whole kind of left or right thing going on with Face Mash. There's about twenty seconds of that, or I think it ends up being about three seconds on screen that Aaron Sorkin like directed. Um, so he's a writer director on this film and an actor. So he's you know he's getting wow. three roles. Um, all the money. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I just I like the fact that you know Aaron Sorkin kind of recognizes that you know um, in 2010 he best kind of embodies the role of an executive. Yeah, that's. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I pinned him out as an extremely handsome man, just as kind of a joke. But yeah, he does he does definitely fit the role of like like guy in a suit who like clearly isn't a movie star, but is kind of like, I don't know. You, in movies, you always have like the executive guy is always like the ugly guy who like his 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 corrupt his corruption is visible in his body features versus our heroes who are usually like our cute young people if this is a if this is an 80s movie about saving the rec center um aaron sorkin would be good as the uh the evil guy who wants to burn it down yeah no he uh, yeah he does have the 80s uh, property developer vibe going on um in this very brief appearance 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I like as well the fact that you know his kind of just his reading of the you know what is this like his his like kind of like it's it's kind of like if I was if I was in that position I would also be like what is going on why is that kid not dressed like for selling ads to me you know why is he sitting there in his you know flip flops and why is he making this weird noise like everything about it is kind of odd. Um, and I kind of like that Aaron Sorkin, you know, in kind of in this very brief cameo, like embraces that, like the kind of puzzlement of like, why, why is this kid doing this? <laughs> like, basically, uh, we find out, obviously, you know, once, uh, once we get further into the week, we know that these, these two people are under the age of 21. So it's like, you know, what are these like 19, 20 year olds doing sitting in my office, you know, not really dressed for a meeting and, you know, well, one of them is dressed for a meeting, but the other one definitely isn't just making weird noises at me. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a nice little moment. Well, that's what I um, what I think he's curious about is the fact that they're so different because Wardo has kind of like this this air of like business on him. And then Zuck is just kind of sitting there doing nothing so he he must think they're pulling a prank on him is what i like what more what i think like is this like is this some like is this actually some kind of joke like why it's like a good cop bad cop routine or like uh like an abbott and costello routine where like one person is doing something so vastly different than the other person so you just don't like the the reconciliation between the two is just so hard to figure out and i I think that's what he's trying to do yeah um so but that takes us back to the deposition we're back into you know the deposition between uh wado and um mark and you know there was one more meeting we find out i love um i said this before but i just love how gretchen is always setting eduardo up to kind of give easy answers so this whole thing of like i mean that's what lawyers do yeah but i I, but i just like i like the way it's kind of sold and the fact that she's like you know there was one more meeting scheduled and it's, it's like yeah of course this is the this is the big one this is you know this we've seen this in the trailer you know we've seen this as like the selling point of you know justin timberlake we've already met justin timberlake you know um finding out uh along with dakota johnson you know that facebook exists oh yeah that was dakota johnson it definitely was yeah and so it's it's it's, so we so we know we we kind of i like as well how um david fincher kind of introduces characters something i've already spoken about so you know we had just that little setup of sean parker finding out about facebook and then now here we get kind of gretchen is even being a little bit coy because she doesn't say you know you were gonna meet sean parker in new york like she didn't say anything that she's just like there was one more meeting scheduled and it's like, Oh, this is, you know, this is what we're building up for. Um, And I, well, and that's your script fanciness of like, no, like in movies, no one actually says what's going on. They say like weird setup things and they, they play the pronoun game (laughs) to like, it like introduce things so that it would, it it can be a surprise on the screen where it, it shouldn't be for the actual people in the room. Yeah. Well, this is it. Everyone knows what the meeting was, but I do like Gretchen kind of teasing it. And then, of course, you know, this is this is where, um, you know, Gretchen says, would you say that Mark was excited for this meeting? And of course, Gretchen, and of course, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I love the resignation from Andrew Garfield of like, yes, very. <laughs> and then and then, well, Jesse Eisenberg gives the sigh like. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, this is this is where we we kind of uh, we arrive at 66. This is where we pretty much can be spending the rest of the you know the week. Um, as we bounce between, um, it's weird because it's not narration, but like every time we come back to Eduardo, he's like telling us, 
you know, he's recounting this story in the past, and then obviously through flashback we are seeing the story. But each time we come into the deposition, he's not saying, oh, and then Sean Parker did this and that. Like, obviously we're getting the in-betweens, and then we kind of get a kind of running commentary from Eduardo as we bounce backwards and forwards. Obviously we don't bounce back yet, because we're still, you know, at 66 for the kind of the last 10 seconds of this minute. Um, but that's going to be how it's structured for the rest of the week. He's basically bouncing between the actual meeting and Eduardo's kind of commentary with Gretchen on what the meeting was about and how it went um you know and I, I don't know later we'll talk about it later in the week but there's a, there's a moment when it comes back and Eduardo is like and he kept telling stories and it's, it's like and it's like you know what we're seeing in the flashback is kind of more exciting than the way Eduardo seems to be telling it in the deposition room um but I do kind of like that choice um and we find out well, here that of course uh Sean Parker is 25 minutes late <laughs> um you yes know, that is that is where the minute ends uh so you know we get to 66 and there's this discussion about you know they're gonna card us um you know and eduardo's saying well chrissy's saying they won't and Edward, eduardo's saying they might and then chrissy's like you know look around and eduardo's like you'll be embarrassing so this is this to me feels like a real discussion um between uh you know 19 year old college students um, not a discussion that would take place in this country because the drinking age is eighteen. Um, so this is <laughs> so this is more a conversation that would take place between I don't know sixteen year olds in a British pub. Um, I'm sure if anyone's seen Hot Fuzz, um, they would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, when the kids get carded and they're they're asked for a year, and uh, you know, but yeah. So in this case, you know, Eduardo and Christy are kind of debating that, and then of course, you know, Mark. Um, you know, I get and as a kind of little soul thing. Um, he agrees with Christie um, against Eduardo. So, you know, obviously we've seen the cracks already in this relationship a little bit. We know that they end up in a deposition. Um, but it's interesting that, you know, we get a little bit of that here where Mark is siding with Christie over Eduardo. He's hardly agreeing with her. He just kind of says what she tells him to say. Like, in the most Mark Zuckerberg way, uh, Christie says, Mark, tell them they're not going to card us. And he just <laughs> says they're not going to card us in a, in a way that, like... Um, like i don't what like what's that what's the dad joke version of that i don't know like <laughs> like just being what repeating what the wife has just said something like that <laughs> like like honey tell the kids they need to go to bed you need to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so so in this case obviously but then mark is ready to kind of do what he always does and that is change the subject um, if mark's ever in a conversation with anyone be prepared for the subject to be changed and here he changes it to <laughs> Eduardo, he goes, are you going to talk about ads again? And then I love this. This, I mean, this is probably one of like the more sorkiny lines in this minute where he says, unless you're the ballet theater of Hartford, the purpose of a business is to make a profit. Um, and I feel like ballet yeah, theater of Hartford is a very kind of like arid sorkiny line to put in there. And of course, this is where Mark, you know, reminds us this isn't a business yet. Like this website is barely like a year old. And it's just that it's just a website that where people are, you know, they've got 75,000 people who are on it. It, it, that's you know at this point I have a feeling MySpace still had millions of users so you know it wasn't this this wasn't a business you know the Facebook was just a you know it was just a simple you know kind of um, you know it was just like a, a website um, you know that, that at this point only students had access to so you know obviously there's a bit of a ceiling there on how many people can actually join it um, but still you know a lot of people could be on the site but at the moment they only have seventy five thousand. And this is where Eduardo says it's tough for me because my job is to, and then he stops and he's like, oh, never mind. And then, of course, this is where he kind of takes a shot. Again, like, you know, the, the meeting has been set up through um, Christie. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know why Sean Parker communicated with Christie. 
Or maybe I am. I mean, it feels like that might be a friend of a friend because when he comes in, he he doesn't say like, "Oh, hey, Christy, like, good to see you again." He says like, "And you must be Eduardo, and you must be Christy." Yeah. So like, it might be a through a friend of a friend where like, "Hey, Christy's friend knows this guy," and so when he comes in, he hasn't met any of them, but he kind of knows who he's talking to. At least. I have a feeling that it probably was through uh, Dakota Johnson's character, maybe that he had sent a message to, you know, who like maybe she was able to make friends with Christy. Um, and then, you know, through Christy, you know, like just going on how information maybe on, they met on Facebook. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's how, that's how you would send the message, wouldn't it? And obviously with Sean Parker, not being a student, he wouldn't be able to join the Facebook at that particular time. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, but that's where the minute ends is with Sean Parker being 25 minutes late. And I like how this, the start of this scene before Sean arrives, it sets up the fact that, you know, Christie's kind of excited. Mark's kind of excited. Eduardo's kind of more worried about being carded. Um, and this is also one of the instances in this film of, you know, in kind of when Mark was getting drunk and blogging, obviously he was underage. When he was in the bar with, um, uh, you know, at the very start of the film, um, he was underage. And, you know, he'd only got into the bar because, you know, Rooney Mara knew the doorman. You're like, So there's always this thing <laughs> in the film where, like, these people seem to be underage and drinking. And that's like that seems to be a, a weird kind of thing that keeps coming back. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it ever makes any real kind of point. But it's just a nice way to emphasize the age of the protagonist. Like these are all people who are like under twenty-one, um, and that's kind of important in terms of you know um, like just kind of like the way that they act and you know just like you'd think to yourself, well, you know, normal adults in a restaurant wouldn't be bothered about being carded, <laughs> but you know these are these are kids effectively, and and I I, I kind of like that. There's just little reminders throughout the film of that. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I I think despite the fact that like drink like college students drinking is like a normal thing. Like if you were at college, you have access to alcohol no matter if you're 18 or 22. It it, it doesn't make a difference. As someone who is in college, I'm 21 now, so it's legal for me. But there there's always access. So like the idea that the idea that it's like weird, like I definitely understand like maybe from like just a cultural uh, dif- distance for you, I like I get that, but <laughs> when they're at Harvard, it's completely normal. Like, are you like you're telling me co- Harvard students aren't get aren't getting drunk? Like, they are. Um, but you're right. It is the 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 overall point is to kind of just always be emphasizing like, hey, these guys are 19 years old or 20 years old or however however old they are. That's under 21. Yeah, and and I think the the dialogue in the in the restaurant before Sean comes in, it's it's a little clunky. The idea that like that like the, okay Sorkin, they're gonna be they're gonna be arguing about like whether they're gonna get carded or not. Like really, like this was the big brilliant dialogue you came up with. But at the same time, it's like, well, how do you how do you set up the the relationship between the characters in a simple way that that's not like too heighty or like and very like normal it's well they would be arguing about whether they get carded so we know we know christy's a little we know what christy's worried about she's worried about whether or not they're whether or not they're going to be able to drink we know that wardo's worried about the meeting that they're about to have with sean and we know that uh zuck doesn't care at all he's just in a totally (laughs) different plane yeah so i mean the idea that he's able to set up these relationships without like without having to do anything too wild is it's impressive yeah 
And it's also worth remembering that, you know, um, the last time we saw Christy, she wasn't Edward's girlfriend. She was just, you know, a groupie, um, you know, in a, in a scene that saw us have a cameo from Josh Pence, the uh, the other Winklevoss in the film. So it's it's nice that here we've actually got some information about Eduardo and Christy. And of course, the fact that Eduardo is now in a relationship um, is, is kind of, but we'll see how, well, we'll see how that turns out later on in the film, but obviously he forgets to update it on Facebook, um, and that becomes a bit of an issue for Christy. Um, yeah, so I don't know, it's just a nice little way of kind of getting us, like, this, you know, the scene is, interestingly, for the rest of the week, we're mostly going to have a scene that is um, music, um, you know, like, that's the kind of big thing for the rest of this week. There's a track which I love, which I'll talk about tomorrow when it finally arrives, and, you know, the way that the scene is done is not, you know, uh, kind of uh, kind of an intimate discussion of business details or how to set up businesses or whatever. <laughs> like it's it's a lot more kind of freer and kind of interesting. And so this is kind of just like the small talk that, you know, Aaron Sorkin is giving us as we kind of get ready to, you know, dive into the scene. Um, is there anything else that you think we need to cover about this minute in particular? I was just thinking about the like the idea of like when you're at a restaurant waiting for someone and they're like that late, <laughs> like... I definitely empathize with Eduardo in this scene where it's like, like I get so stressed out about punctuality stuff that like that I, I, I really empathize with him. Like that would really bother me if I was waiting for someone for that long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll also talk tomorrow about the wonderful, like sarcastic remark he makes when, um, when, uh, you know, Sean finally arrives because uh, it kind of puts a little topper on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, my question that I normally ask people is, did you see the social network at the cinema? But given your age, uh, I don't know how I don't know how interested or appropriate it would have been for like a uh, what would it have been like? Would it have been 11, 10 when this came out? What year did this um, come out? Was it 2010 or 2011? Yeah, 2000, it was late 2010. OK, so I would have been 12. Um, I definitely yeah. saw this movie when I was around that age, but I just didn't see it in theater. So I saw it at home when I was like 13 yeah. or something like when it was on HBO or something. So, and I yeah. definitely saw it and kind of just like absorbed it in a way that like, you don't totally get movies when you're 13, you, but you can kind of tell when a movie is good slash cool. And yeah. And in a, in, in a, in a fight club kind of way where like you like, Oh yeah. Like this is cool, but you don't really get it yet. And that definitely happens with this movie where you don't really, I mean, especially for young people where you kind of have the, the tendency to think like, oh, this is how Facebook started. This is a cool, just a cool story. You don't realize like the the overarching like character beats of like, oh, no, Mark Zuckerberg is the villain of the story. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. I would say that pretty much everybody in this film is the villain of the story. I don't, I don't know that I don't know that anybody other than Rashida Jones comes out of this film looking good. Um, well, you know, uh, I don't. Uh, you know, every, everyone else gets money, and Mark Zuckerberg gets I don't know a fortune. Well, Eduardo um, is meant to be the at least the sympathetic character, if not if not the hero. He is at least someone that we can relate to. I mean, we can all relate to having a billionaire friend who created a website that everybody in the entire world uses. <laughs> um, maybe not, but we can maybe relate to the idea of like losing a friend to yeah. to something bigger, and that's what makes the the movie so good. Is that it's the story about Facebook, but at the same time, it's just the story about two friends who lose who lose each other along the way. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm good at this. <laughs> the the real the Facebook was the friends that we literally made on Facebook along the way. Um, 
So, oh, uh, oh, that's such a good one. Yeah. Oh my god. I never thought. Of, I I always think of like which movies would be good for that. But the Social Network's so good. Oh my god. See, it it, it just works too well. Uh, yeah. So I feel like we said about as much as we can about this minute. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Tyler? So yes. Um, I am the host of the Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute podcast, where we do the same thing as this podcast, but it's about the Wes Anderson film Fantastic Mr. Fox. So if you like quippy dialogue and um, fancy editing, um, which I'm sure you do if you're listening to this show, uh, check out my show, which uh, is almost over. We're on minute 76 when we record this, and when this airs, it'll be almost done probably. So, yeah, check it out. It's a fun time. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks once more for being my guest here today, Tyler. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope to come back tomorrow. Well, yes, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right,